Welcome to the Parenting Unique Children podcast with your hosts, Randy and Renata. Hello. Hi. Welcome to this week's episode where we're going to talk about our kids and sleep. Or our kids and no sleep. Yeah, the <laughs> lack of sleep as the case may be. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to go through this um, sort of in a making sense fashion, I think. Yep. Um, so first off, and I haven't told Renata this because I've oh. just decided this right now. She keeps surprising me like this. <laughs> I'm the fly kind of girl. Um, so first we're going to give just a quick brief overview on what those sleep issues are for each of our kids. Okay. Then we're going to review some tips, tricks, things that we've tried. Um, and going based off, we did find an article too to go off of. Um, and with we, some tips. With some yeah. tips too. Yeah. So hopefully they'll be helpful. Um, some work for some kids, some don't work for others right yeah like we with the list that we found and we'll cite it later we we kind of there was 30 yeah we took out we're going to talk about 12 we're talking about 12 (laughs) because they're relevant to our experiences sort of right exactly but we're going to give you the article so that if you want to look it up you can for more tips yeah so do you want to you want to i'll go go first first this time because i made you go first last time you did (laughs) so our sleep issues have been her whole life uh, right from a newborn so you know when they they tell you oh just put them in their crib they'll cry themselves to sleep yeah no no that didn't work mm-hmm. she would she would actually just lay there in her bed and baby babble to herself playing with her fingers so she'd have her fingers up in the air and Aww. just be like right like so she entertained herself but she did not sleep yep she entertained herself to keep herself awake as long as she possibly could yeah um, she wouldn't do the cry herself to sleep. She's like, okay, I'm by myself, whatever. I'm yeah. very content to be by herself. Yeah. Um, so I would have to every night or nap time or whatever, other than the swing, the swing put her, like the baby swing, that put her to sleep. I think it was the motion. It's that sensory mm-hmm. motion. Mm-hmm. Um, but mm-hmm. other than that, I'd have to lay with her every night. I, it was the only way she'd go to sleep or else she'd just talk all night. Kind of like she does now, 12 years later. <laughs> um, <laughs> we, yeah, we had almost the exact same experience with my son. And they're just, like, they're close in age. Yeah. Um, same thing with my son. Same thing with the swing. Yeah. Yeah. I love the swing. Um, and to get him to sleep, uh, yeah, he was either with me or I was holding him. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. She would lay right on my chest. Yep. Yeah. And then as she got older, so toddler years, she, again, would not go to sleep unless everyone else in the house went to sleep and we actually at one point so where we lived there was a long hallway um leading off the living room we had to put up a sheet across there and turn off all the lights we would have like one little dim light on and we'd just be like reading a book or talking super quietly or playing cards like no tv nothing because as soon as she heard somebody awake up out of that bed gotta come check it out what a kid yeah my son, we developed a ritual, um, and it probably was um, helpful that I just, I don't know, were you living alone at the time? Because it was just me, me and my son. Yeah, it was, it was Tish and me, and then, I mean, Andrew was sort of there a lot because mm-hmm. we started dating yeah, when she was seeing, an infant. You so. were seeing each other, yeah. Um, so we de- we developed at that age, we, at quite an early age, we developed like a sleep ritual, which worked for him. For a number of years, till, yep. it, till it didn't anymore. Yeah, and off. like we read, and then we'd um, he'd have a bath, um, but not every night because he also has um, eczema. Yeah, 
um, and classical music, a little CD, classical music, and um, always some sort of a nightlight. Yes, nightlight, always. always. Yep. Even now. Um, we did do the reading thing, and for quite a few years that worked, like, worked in the sense it helped calm her down. It never, it still didn't end with that. I still would end up having to lay down with her, even, like, six years old, seven years old, we'd read the book. So we read How to Train Your Dragon, yeah. all 12 of them, mm-hmm. love them. Problem was, once they were finished, she didn't want to read anything else. It was like, we could only read that series. <laughs> she didn't want to reread it, though. That's funny. And we tried so many yeah. other books and get, like, a couple chapters but in. they weren't that one. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, he was, he was similar with, with that. Um, At least there was 12 of them. We had to read series. <laughs> and if he loved that series, then, yeah, it was really hard to move on. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, and always a nightlight. Her nightlight was not your typical nightlight. Her nightlight was a full-blown lamp um, positioned at her face. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. Okay, so he, yeah, he had, uh, I mean, he had brighter nightlights than I was comfortable. I thought it would affect his sleep. It didn't. He yeah. wanted them. And he still, now he has, like, a projection on the ceiling of, like, um, I think it's, I don't know what it is. It's a nature scene of some oh, sort. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, no, she'll yeah. fall asleep with her light on, like, her big bedroom light on. Um and hates when the light's off. Like, okay. as soon as it's it's too dark, she, anxiety just picks right Interesting. up. Interesting. I would say that my son's sleeping changed dramatically when puberty began. That's when hers changed as well. So, she was always able to at least sleep during the night mm-hmm. up until puberty. Yeah. So, as difficult as it, so it was always difficult for her to fall asleep. Yeah. But when she was asleep, she was out for the night. Yeah. Now, though, since puberty started, she's up all night so many times. So, every, so ladies, we know once a week, once a month, <laughs> for a week, we have issues. That's when her sleep cycle gets totally turned around. And she's up all night and sleeps during the day. And I don't know why it happens, mm. but for whatever reason, it's always that week. And then it takes a couple days it does. to turn back around. And so, currently, it is... So it's 7 o'clock right now. We're recording at night. She's asleep. She fell asleep around 3 o'clock this afternoon. But that's still better than her being up completely all night long where, to the mm-hmm. point that she wakes up at 9 o'clock at night mm-hmm. and then falls asleep at, like, 8 o'clock in the morning. So she's yeah. still able to, like, get through, say, like, a school day and stuff like that Yeah. Um, with a sleep like this. But it's a big issue. Yeah. Um, Winter is worse, too. Yeah. My, my son, I was just saying to Randy that my son, he seems to go like in three-week cycles where his sleep cycle is relatively normal, as they say. Yeah. Um, but then he's like, he'll pull an all-nighter, and then suddenly he's sleeping during the day, and he's up all night, and it takes a while to get right to get back onto yeah. track so that he's awake when the rest of us are awake. Yeah. We, yeah. And it's not even an, an all-nighter in the sense of, oh, yeah, I stayed up all night. Like, she... No, he's not partying, but he's... You know, can't, she'll can't literally sleep. stay awake for 24 yeah. hours yeah. in a row. Yeah. And then just sleep for, like, five, and then be up again for another, like... 20 hours so it gets all messed up and it's just an issue that she just for whatever reason now like it used to be that like I said she'd fall asleep and she'd be good it she might not fall asleep till 10 or 11 at night before but she was good till yeah six in the morning yeah my son too now though it's a big issue since puberty is she able to verbalize because I'll often ask him why and and 
he now he's just saying to me, I don't know. Yeah, I get the <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes I get I'm ch- I'm too anxious. I'm having a panic attack. Um, sometimes she'll just say I'm I'm not tired. Yeah, yeah. Like, all basic stuff. So, like... I mean, we know that hormones uh, are wacky, but also with our mm -hmm. children who are, you know, neurodiverse, we know that... Sleep is an issue. Sleep is an issue. Yeah. And we did attempt to find some articles about this, and we found lots of them. We did. But they were, like, super scholarly articles and stuff that... (laughs) But um, if you go to Mm -hmm. autismspeaks.ca and search... Well, I just Google search sleep and autism, because that's what my daughter has, and I knew I had seen articles related to that, because I looked it up when she first got diagnosed and everything. And autismspeaks.ca had a really good article up explaining it. They had a toolkit for parents, so it was really cool. Autismspeaks.ca Yeah. Um, You should definitely, if you're having issues with this or concerns, you should definitely check it out. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure even if your child doesn't have autism, it's Tips and tricks that would be useful yep. for yep. any kid. Yeah. But I thought it was interesting because they do give a little bit more of, like, why is this maybe happening? Right. Or it is, there is a correlation mm-hmm. between autism and sleep issues. Yeah. yeah. Ask. as virtually any autism parent, yeah. and they will Absolutely. tell you the same thing. Um, yeah. And probably other children with different neurodiversities. It's just, that's the one that that's, I live, we live with. We live with, so, yeah. yeah. Um, did you want to, yeah. yeah, did you want to look at the list? Yep. So. To the list. This article, we found it on the Friendship Circle website. It was written by Emma Sterland. Oh, I didn't get the name, the title. Oh, and I closed it. But I'm sure if you looked up Friendship Circle website, Emma Sterland, um, and looked for sleep, you would find it. Yeah. I did not write down the name the of the article. Uh-huh. Yeah. Sorry. Just, just, just the author and the <laughs> website. Cool. That's good. That's good. Yeah. So we have 12 tips that we're going to go through and talk about. They're ones that we've tried, whether they've worked or not. We'll let you know. Yeah, we've um, come across in some yeah, way. Yeah, but there are tons of other ones. Like we said, there was 30 on this list. Didn't want to go through all of them because we didn't have experience with some of them. Um, and on other websites, there's other tips too. So there's, there's lots and lots to try. Yeah. Um, all right, so <sighs> the first one this one actually you're gonna do this one yeah you have experience with this one make space in your room is the tip um she says we put a futon at the end of our bed so if our son wakes in the night he can come and sleep on it without waking us up knowing that he doesn't have to sleep in a room on his own is enough to resolve his anxiety and allow him to sleep soundly um i've never actually done this but my sister um often has my son stay with her for weeks on end and so she and her husband did this with my son they put a little mattress at the end of their bed he my son had his own room and he would go to bed in his own room and she was well aware that he was even while he was with her he was staying up quite quite late like four in the Mm -hmm. morning kind of thing and she was well aware of that but he agreed to stay in his room and he would he would read quietly or do whatever quietly um and then at about four when he was ready to sleep he would sneak into their room and he would go to sleep at the foot of their bed yeah and he said that he did that because it made him feel secure. Yeah. And that is a great idea. I wish that that's something that we would have thought of when she was going through that. Because she slept in my bed until last year. So yeah. up till she was 12. Yeah. Um, she was sleeping with me. And I didn't know what else to do. Like, we had tried sleeping in her bed. Sometimes I could get her to fall asleep in her bed if I laid down with her. But in the middle of the night, she'd know I wasn't there and then sneak into my bed anyways. Yeah. So that's, I thought that was a neat one. Okay, so the next one is have a body pillow. So 
for us now the article is about squeezing the body pillow to help um, her son feel safe we used a body pillow in a little bit of a different way so last year when she went to treatment which if you didn't hear that podcast it's a really good one go back a few episodes Um, but when she went to treatment because she had been sleeping with me we got her a body pillow so it would signify basically another body Mm -hmm. beside her Mm -hmm. to help her feel more secure secure yep so that's how we used it um so that could be a way to try and slowly wean yourself out of the picture of sleeping beside the child Mm -hmm. but also the idea of squeezing it to help them feel secure is kind of a nice idea too sure um the next one one is warm and weighty duvets um for the warmth of a duvet without the weight on feet and legs make small beanbag cushions okay so like a weighted um weighted blanket like a weighted blanket um i know that with my son um while he doesn't like to be tucked in he doesn't like everything all tucked in snugly around him loves that he doesn't um he does like to have a a heavy blanket on him pretty much all the time whether or not it's warm yeah Um, he likes to and when i asked him why he said i just feel more secure yeah it's about the security yeah and we so we tried weighted blanket with Tish because at school so she got a weighted blanket at school in grade four um because the ot had suggested the occupational therapist and the teacher said at that time that oh yeah she loves her weighted blankets really helps her to calm down in the classroom we're like oh awesome gotta get one yeah so we got one because mm-hmm. we're like oh cool you've already tried it it works got one yeah it didn't work at home <laughs> isn't that interesting so weird that it can work in one situation but not another um i think this is just my guess is that because at school i wasn't there so right. the weighted blanket kind of acted as me but when she's at home i don't want no weighted blanket i want mom to hug me right 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 um so that was kind of interesting um the other thing with that i've seen going around now and this is actually another tip on here it was sleep tight so tucking them in super tight there's this Facebook post that I saw posted on the um, autism parent like support group thing and it's this new like stretchy sheet like it's a stretchy material sheet and it tucks up underneath the bed and the kid like wiggles up in there so instead of like a weight it's more just a tight kind of like you're in an envelope yeah oh I think I would like that yeah so and I think that would be more what Tish would like or would have liked yeah back when she was into all that stuff because she always liked to be wrapped up like a burrito. Like, even as a baby, you know, when you swaddle them? Yeah. She loved being yeah. swaddled. Like, loved it. So that was always Emery nice. Emery has always been resistant to that. Yeah, no, loved mm-hmm. it. Um, so, another tip on there is two sheets are better than one. So, this one, neither of us had experience with. But we really liked it. So, we wanted to leave it on there. So what she writes in the article is that I put two waterproof sheets on. So when my son wets the bed, I can gently peel the sheet away without making him get up. So he goes back to sleep more easily. Well, that's smart. Yeah. 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 We never had occasion to do that either, but it um, is smart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that way, because like, I mean, every kid goes through the stage of accidents. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So it's not to say that she didn't wet the bed. I mean, she went through the regular stage of wetting mm-hmm. the bed. Mm-hmm. I know some kids, though it goes past what is considered normal a little aside here my son will hate me for this but he once pooped the bed and i walked into his room and he said here mommy and he put a piece of poop in my hand (laughs) (laughs) it was very interesting (laughs) i wasn't expecting 
sorry. It's just so funny. And he hates when I remind him of that. He's like, no, I did it. Yes, yes, How you did. Old was I was he? there. He was about five. Oh my gosh, that's so cute. And he always, like, and then I would just change his bed around him or, like, oh, um, just take him. off the sheet, let him sleep on um, on the bed. Yeah. Mattress. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, because you don't want to go through all the trouble in the right. middle of the night changing it all, no. right? So I really like that. The two <laughs> sheets, it makes it so much easier. <laughs> it's better than holding poo in your hand. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it so oh. much. Okay. Okay, one that I think that we've both done is, well, having, like, stuffed animals for support. This article says, <laughs> Randy's still laughing. This says she's got towels and teddy bears for support. And I guess the towels are just bunched up and you can hug them. Yeah. Is that what she means? Yeah. So, yeah, I know that my son definitely, he slept surrounded he by his menagerie it. of animals. Now that he's uh, almost 13, he no longer sleeps with any stuffed animals. She still does on occasion, depending on what she's feeling mm-hmm. like that day. Um, so for her, always, always stuffed animals. And each of them have their own job. So Aww, yes. that's cute. So she used to have one that would be, like, for sleeping. And one that was for going out. And one that was for a certain type of anxiety. And another for another type of anxiety. Aww. Like, I couldn't even keep it straight. Like, she's got it all. This one's for this and this one's for that. And it's still that way. Yeah. So even now, if she's getting a panic attack or something, I'll be like, do you want a stuffy? And she'll she knows exactly which she knows one. one she wants. Yeah. Aww. So that really helps. And she doesn't do it consistently anymore now that she's getting older, but she still does like to sleep with them and have that something to hug and, and yeah. support. Yeah. yeah. Uh the next one is take turns, which I probably have more experience with than you just right. because I'm married. I take turns with myself. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, you just have to have like some multiple personalities yeah. Yeah. tag team out there. Yeah. Um all right, so and that wasn't meant in a no, bad no, no. That's way. Funny. It's, it's funny. for everyone. Just yeah. just joking. Yes. Um. So taking turns at night. So Andrew and I. So my husband. Sometimes we'll look at each other after we uh, like a, this happened a lot when she was, um, grade three was the biggest year because that's when she had the biggest meltdowns. That was the peak of them all, mm-hmm. and. I'd go in and I'd try to put her to bed and do my thing. And then I'd come out and, like, I tap out your turn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, your turn, I tap. And he'd go in and he'd try. Then he'd come back out an hour later. Yep, I tap now. <laughs> so being able to take turns is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, when she was up at treatment, right, and they're telling us, you know, okay, this is how we deal with the bedtime routine and giving us all their pointers, which are really great pointers. The difference is, is they can go home at the end of the night right. and not have to deal with her. Right. Whereas I still have to deal with her right. after the fact or after that doesn't work. You live with her, yeah. So you may a be... A little o- different. Yeah, yeah. You guys may be okay with her screaming at 10 o'clock at night because... Your shift ends. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Your shift ends. You get to go home and sleep. But we still got to wake up in the morning and yeah, go to work. So yeah. it, it can be really hard. Yeah. Um, so taking turns is a really nice one. Next is tape your own voice, which which might be very comforting for many children. Mm-hmm. So this, the writer taped herself reading several of her daughter's favorite stories so she could listen to her, uh, to her mom's voice after she'd left the bedroom. So I don't know if my son would have liked this or not. I never did this, but... Yeah, we didn't do this one, either of us, but we thought it was kind of a neat mm-hmm. concept, and I had mm-hmm. never heard this mm-hmm. particular tip before. Very nice, yeah. Yeah. 
Um, I know for tea, she'd probably be like, ew, I don't want to hear you. Yeah. But <laughs> if you have that nice routine of reading. So um, when we were doing our beautiful routine of reading a story at night, I used to have to go away for work twice a year. My work would send us to training for a week and we'd be in Toronto. So I would Skype with her and read the story. So I would watch my clock, right? Watch my, oh, it's seven o'clock, guys. I gotta, you know, because afterwards, everybody's there for the training. Afterwards, you'd go out for dinner or whatever. I'd yeah. be like, nope, I gotta go back because I gotta read my kid her bedtime story. Um, so I actually really liked that. Aww, it, it was, nice. I liked it. I miss doing nice. it. I miss doing it so much. Um, but I don't think that she would have liked it if it was recorded. Yeah. I'll never know. I don't I know. Try. I'm going to try it. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> but I think for some kids, especially if they do have a more severe attachment, yeah. that can be helpful. I and think it would really be yeah, yeah really exactly. helpful. Especially yeah. if you sing like a certain lullaby or something too, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. All right. So the next one is make it familiar. So going to different places, right? Going to, if they go away for respite or even going to a friend's house if they get invited. Or family member. Family member's house. Make it as familiar as possible. So um, let them bring their pillows. Their pillow smells like their house. Um, Because, like, for my kids, when they go over and sleep over at their grandparents' house, they don't bring anything because their grandparents have stuff. For them going there, it's not a big deal because they've done that their whole lives. Going elsewhere, though, is a big deal. So when Tish did go to treatment and she had to basically live there, not basically, she did. She had to live there Mm -hmm. Sunday to Friday. Um, We tried our very best to get her, bring her own stuff. So they did have the option of using their stuff so that you didn't have to bring your own pillow and blanket and all that stuff. But to make it as familiar as possible, we brought her up, which she would normally be sleeping with. Yeah. Yeah. The next one is um, Starstruck. We did this, and I think you did too, right? We did. It didn't work. (laughs) Looks cool, but it didn't work. (laughs) This is a suggestion to stick a bunch of fluorescent stars and moons on the ceiling so that... Like that glow-in-the-dark one? So that some... Yeah. So some some kids will be mesmerized by this, and it worked for my son. Um... It worked for me, too. I loved it. I, I loved, loved it. it. I loved it. And we've switched bedrooms a bunch of times. Yeah. So at one point, my bedroom was the one with the stars. Now it's not again. But I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I think it's, it's a really nice thing if your child yeah. benefits and, from it, And right? you guys now, you said that um, he has, he's got that it's projector like a, It's like thing. a nightlight. So you plug it into the socket, but it's a projector. Yeah. And it just projects a nature scene. Um, yeah. The one that he has at home is actually the solar system. Yeah, so it's the same the kind one, of concept. The one that's now. the nature scene is at his dad. So, yeah. yeah, same. Yeah, yeah. He likes it. He still likes it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So the next option is it's door options. So the um the author of the article she writes that they have a stable door on their daughter's bedroom. That way she stays safe. So kind of I'm picturing one of those like half doors. Um. Like a stable door would be one of those half doors so they can check on her in the middle of the night, but she's still safe because she can't get out. So we didn't put a half door per se, although I thought about it really half. (laughs) Um, But what I would do, (laughs) what I would do is actually, because Tisha's door got broken um, one day because... (laughs) Because she said she was going to kill herself, locked the door, so we busted it open. Yeah. Because, I mean, you what can't say options? that, lock yourself in. Right, exactly. right. 
Um, and so from being busted open, like the door was still on the hinges and everything, but how the door would latch, it didn't quite latch completely Anymore. closed. So you had that small little crack in the door. So I would oh, peek sneaky. through. Yeah, that way I wasn't bugging her yeah. if she was only yeah. halfway asleep or not quite. I'd be able to peek in on her and check to see. Um, so that was actually, I liked that. Did you ever yeah. use, it's a good idea mm-hmm. if it's going to work for you. In my house, uh, my house is very, very old. So his door, depending on the time of year, his door would stick. And mm-hmm. I could not open the door, even a crack, without making a huge yeah, production That's how of my it. bedroom door is. Yeah, yeah. So I had a baby monitor in his room until he told me, okay, that's, you know, I don't need it anymore. But mm-hmm. I mean, he wasn't like, he wasn't 10, but it was, he yeah. was like maybe five or six. I've totally thought about that. But had you ever used one? Just when she was a baby. When she was a baby, yeah. yeah. I kept it in there probably longer than most would just because yeah. in my house, I couldn't hear him, and in order for me to peek on him, I would have woken him up. Yeah. So. Yeah, and I was right there in bed with her most times, so yeah. <laughs> I didn't yeah. need it. Right. But oh yeah, and but I've definitely thought about it mm. because as I try to, you know, they have different pull away options now that make it less like a baby of a baby thing. If mm-hmm. you were thinking, yeah. yeah. And I've thought, and not the reason I didn't do this is because invasion of privacy. But I've thought about putting like a nanny cam in her bedroom because of the suicidal tendencies yeah which we're pretty good about now like she yeah. hasn't hurt herself since coming back from treatment but we went through that good yeah probably good year year and a half where she was hurting herself on a regular basis mm-hmm. or saying it so i'm like well thinking in my head oh if i get a nanny cam i can, can make I sure can that I, yeah. if she yeah. does go in a room slams yeah. the door says i'm gonna kill myself i can check and see if she is like like, do I need to bust down the door, or is she just saying it? Yeah. Right, because sometimes kids say it, and sometimes they act on it. Yeah. And she has done both, so, yeah. Didn't do it, though, because I'm like, yeah, but that would be awkward, because then, you know, even yeah. though a nanny cam is kind of hidden, she's not stupid. She would oh, figure yeah. it out. Um, I was like, yeah, I don't really need to see you get dressed. Like, I don't I don't need that part. I just want to know when you're, safe. When you're yeah. upset yeah. if you're safe. Yeah. yeah. So... The last tip um, is watch a movie, which worked for a long time for us. So after after How to Train Your Dragon, books finally finished. Because that took us a long time. That was a couple of years because yeah. there was 12 books. And um, some of them we had to wait to be published to actually get them. So that was kind of good. But after that, because we couldn't find a book to read, we were at a loss of how to get her to bed. My husband finally got her to lay down with him and watch Harry Potter. This is how the obsession with Harry Potter started. <laughs> I hate Harry Potter. Sorry for everybody who likes it out there. I hate it. Do I, you? I know you hated it. I hate it so much. So much. Wow. But I have watched every every movie umpteen million times. Is that why you hate it? Or did you never like it? I never liked it. I like the concept. I really... I really don't like um, Daniel Radcliffe, who plays Harry Potter. Mm. I think he's a horrible actor. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Sorry. Um, the older he got, a little bit better he got. But really, I was like, you have no expression. Uh, every expression is the same. I just... It irked me a lot. <laughs> Anyways, I'm sorry, guys. But everyone has their own opinions. That's mine. Love it or hate it. Um, so anyways, yeah. So we got her into watching Harry Potter, which would eventually put her to sleep um, because of how boring it is. 
<laughs> Actually, that's oh. not the re- that's not the reason. Um, um, did but she when watch it like in her? Did she have it in her room? Or she watched it on the couch. So it started with on the couch, and then once we realized that it was working, she would start watching it in her bedroom. Um, I don't know if you guys can hear that ringing. That's my daughter's phone going off, but since she's sleeping, no one can answer it. <laughs> but, um, no, it wasn't actually because it was boring. That was just a joke. That's that's how I fall asleep to it. It's boring. <laughs> she fell asleep because you know when you watch something so many times, yeah. you don't actually have to yeah. watch it. You can hear it, and then you can just see it in your head. And if you love it a lot, it's like kind of like a comfort thing, it too, is. right? So I have a movie like that. It's Labyrinth, and some people absolutely hate that movie, too, because... Really, it's so cheesy. It is cheesy. I saw, but that, I saw that in the cinemas. That's I how old I am. I love that. It's my all-time <laughs> favorite movie. And so that's the movie that when I'm sick, I'll watch and I can just fall asleep to it because mm-hmm. I've seen it so many times. Mm-hmm. So that's what it was. So she watches number three, four, five. She doesn't like number one because number one is boring. She doesn't like number two because of the basilisk at the end. And then... The, the horrifying? Yeah. Yeah. And then um, the last two, because those ones would keep her up because they are very... Well, Dark. the second to last yeah. one is kind of boring because that's the, like, getting it already. But the last one is... N- not that it's dark at all. That's no. not the reason. But it's action-packed. Okay. That one, right? Because it's so all about together. the big war. So that yeah. one gets her more yeah. up instead of sleeping. So three, four, five, because they're much slower paced. There's not really a big battle scene so much in them. Mm-hmm. Um those ones put her to sleep and so that worked for years we watched harry potter and i'm not even joking every single night for let's see seven eight three to four years thank goodness yeah my son didn't have like those favorites he had a whole mind you the kid was spoiled he had a whole collection he had his whole whole, like his own sort of binder of Oh, we have movies. so many like, movies. We've got buckets of them downstairs because I got rid of those. There shelves, are so many Home Alone's too. Did you know that there are so many? <laughs> I had to watch all of those about sixteen times. Pete. Yeah, but he had his own little um, DVD player with the screen, right? One yeah, of those. and she had that so at, in his room. Yeah, she had that yeah. at one point. But again, because she always wanted to be with us. Yeah, I still got sucked into watching it. Luckily, though, because my husband likes it, he would watch it more, and I would. Be like, hey, peace out. (laughs) I would either go to bed or go read a book or go watch something else in a different room because, ugh, I just, it's only so much I can watch. However, because she likes it, I do suffer through it. And her grade three birthday party was all Harry Potter themed and I made up all the decorations and made all the games and had to watch all the movies again just to make sure that everything matched. So I suffer through it for her. <laughs> Randy Lee made me a, a wand for a Secret Santa one Christmas. That, oh so my gosh, that's right! I wrongly assumed that you loved it as much as I did. No, I just knew that you loved it. Oh so my gosh, that I was I was so you. excited. <laughs> I still have it. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah. Yeah. I loved doing that. Yeah. So, okay, it's totally off topic, but <laughs> because we used to work in the same building, yeah. So a couple of years they did a Secret Santa where. Everyone in our department and Renata's department would put up stockings in the kitchen because yeah, we cute. share the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And then you'd sneak in and put just like a little treat in everybody's stocking. So you never had to buy like one big present. Everybody got like a bunch of little stuff, which I thought was way better. So some people some people were boring, be like, okay, everybody gets a pack of gum or everybody yeah. gets a scratch card or whatever. And I'm like, I like that be, at one way because, you know, it's easy. But at the same time, I'm like, no. Santa needs to be specific. So I went through the trouble of individualizing every present. Yeah. 
so that was the wand. I love it. And I don't think Susan actually ever figured out, did you ever see, so she had this little heart that said BU on it, like wood burned in. I shat it on her desk for a long time until... She didn't know that was from you? No, she never knew that was from me. She loved it. She did. She loved it. it. And I thought about telling her the one time because she was talking about it and she's like oh whoever gave this to me knew me so so well and i'm yeah. like oh, it's me. but he didn't because it kind of ruins the magic of it but at the same time i'm like oh i'm so glad that you liked it so yeah anyways back on track back on track um so that's about it i think for our tips you have any mm-hmm. last comments about no i think you know i just that you know your child best and mm-hmm. so and what might work at one age, yeah. right, it doesn't always work. Right. We've talked about that. We've had mm-hmm. to change up mm-hmm. the routines. Mm-hmm. But trying, just keep trying, Yeah, right? Sometimes you feel like an awful parent. Been there mm-hmm. when it's like, hey, she can't make it to school because she's still sleeping because yeah. I can't get her to bed at night because um, I can't stay up all night. Oh, my gosh. And, and know that if your child does have some sort of some neurodiversity that it is totally normal. Uh, yeah, it's that. normal for them to have sleep disruptions yep. sleep dysregulation yeah yeah um a tip we didn't talk about though uh, melatonin right I, I will mention it quickly it is a natural that's our natural hormone that's released to help us fall asleep so you can they do sell supplements i would suggest talking to your doctor obviously because i'm not going to tell you what to do when it comes to supplements just talk to a naturopath nutritionist or doctor mm. um they know their stuff but it works for me real well when I can't fall asleep, when my brain is going and going and going, and, like, I'm tired, but it won't shut off because of my anxiety. It doesn't work for me. So, so yeah, everybody's different. Not only that, but make sure that you do your research because it depends on where you are in life as well and what's, yeah. what else is going on with you physically, right? Exactly. So. And they have, like, 3 milligram, 5 milligrams, yes. right? They have all sorts of yeah. different ones. I just use yeah. the lowest dose yeah. because I just need that shut my brain off. Mm-hmm. And and it didn't work. It worked for Tisha for a little bit. But then it didn't work consistently because um, I think for her, because she has so much whatever to, to keep herself awake, so much energy or anxiety, whatever it is that keeps her awake, she has so much of it that the melatonin really doesn't do much for her. Yeah, um, my son as well. Yeah. yeah. So I've heard some parents, though, they swear by it. Yep. So that's why I wanted yep. to mention it. Do research, talk to a doctor. Don't just be like, oh, other parents say it works and try it because it may not work for you. Right. Um, and if you do try it, give it a good go before you decide whether or not it's right or wrong. But mm-hmm. you got to figure out what's mm-hmm. going to work. All right. So. I guess that's it. Yeah. So as always, if you would like to leave us a voice message, if you have the Anchor app, we would love that. Tell us if you have any tips we didn't mention, what's worked for, for your kids, what's worked for you. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also follow us on Facebook, R2 Empowerment Coaches, Twitter, and Instagram at R2 Empower. And we are going to be coming to YouTube. Honest to goodness, we are. We are. We just really would like to not look like we're <laughs> about to uh, fall asleep or something. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> we'll yeah, see yeah. how that goes. <laughs> but when we start being on YouTube, we will let you know. Yes. Um, other than that, that's about that's it. That's it. Thank you. Bye. Bye.